Energy. Energy, energy, energy. <laughs> Did you just say Rochelle Obama? Michelle. Michelle. Okay, because I thought you said Rochelle Obama. I know I have a thick accent. <laughs> What's your name? Sarah. <laughs> These people are calling me Mustang. Because everyone says to me, do people call you Mustang? <laughs> and I'm like, not twice. <laughs> I use my fake name. <laughs> What's your fake name? Sally. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Hey, Sally. I've, um, we're wearing the lapel mics, but I've lost my little hat for mine. Um, great story. Thank you. Um, How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I have to tell you a story. Um, Do you, though? <laughs> the other night I was waiting for Kate to come around. Uh, I was helping her move some furniture um, because I'm a lesbian and I help straight women move furniture. And I was waiting for her on the driveway. And also clean leather products, right? I love, yep. Yeah, I just love getting in there. Shut getting up. Getting it all moist. Wait, so I was on the driveway waiting for her to come, and she's a black car. Yeah. And so I was looking on Twitter and stuff, and I was just, you know, doing in my own head. Anyway, this black car pulls up on the driveway of the apartment block where yep. I live. Without even thinking, I go over to the car and I'm like pulling on the door, which is locked. And in my head, I'm thinking, why the fuck is it locked? Um, and then this, the window rolls down and the, the poor woman in the car is like, I'm assuming you think that I'm somebody else. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, I'm like, I'm so, so Did you sorry. say no? <laughs> I <laughs> realized you were a stranger, but this is the only way I can pick up these days. Um, wrong on a couple of accounts there like um but oh god it was awful and I was like I just like was like oh my god I'm so sorry it's like your worst nightmare some stranger trying to get into your car and assault you I, I had no plans to assault but I you don't know what was going through her mind yeah well she probably thought that because I'm like you know I'm really trying to get in like I'm like why has she locked the door she's here to pick me up like why would the door be locked Good Lord. I know. So, and then, you know, luckily for me, she lives in the building. Um, so now I have to see her in the and lift. And now you won't be for very much longer. <laughs> so now I have to see her in the lift. Um, but anyway, I thought that was a good story to tell you uh, because it's a very me story, isn't it? Like, yeah. Of just, actually just Of not, your desperation, really. <laughs> no, um, I'm just not paying attention. Um, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, anyway. That's how you want to paint it. <laughs> That's how I am painting it, lover. Um, oh, don't call me that. You don't like when I call you anything. Lover, bae, boo. Because you're none of those things to me. No, but I just say them to you to annoy you. Yeah, and they do. I'm like, hey, boo. Oh. Yeah. And you react every time and it just continues to make me want to keep doing it. Oh. So, hey, we've got a pretty special episode coming up. And it's special for a couple of reasons. Firstly, everyone, it's the Monique Bromby, the sequel episode. That's not going to work. Stop making it happen. That's a thing. Monique Bromby, the sequel. It's okay. happened. It's already happened. It's taken off on social media. 
Um, if you tweet it, it doesn't mean it's taken off. <laughs> no, we seem to be bigger on Instagram than we are on any other channel. Um, although the right-wing Well, that's probably because people. every time you do a new post, there's six things. You know what? Sometimes I regret... Um, how you set it up. Yeah. And so you should because I have to, because I like to support the show as well and I have to like... Because oh, it's so Why? hard to just hit that tap button. Oh, it's oh and then I get a text from you. Stop being obsessed with me. Yeah, because all these notifications come up on my phone, like, Sarah likes your post, Sarah likes your post. I'm like, it's never going to happen, These Sarah. are the only posts that I like of yours. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I don't like your personal posts. Hey, I'm pretty funny. I've been actually trying to um, work out Instagram algorithms. So I've been posting a shit ton and then nothing and then just trying to figure out how how it all works because sorry for everyone who follows me. And not many people follow me on my personal one because I don't let a lot of people follow me. I don't follow you. Yes, you do. Anymore. Uh. <laughs> uh, no, this is a very special episode because it's got Monique Brumby. Now, we interviewed Monique, I interviewed Monique Brumby in the first season and it, it she, uh, you know, I sent her a text and I said, you know, that she kind of changed the game for me on this podcast. I just want to clarify that because I send odd texts and just like, essays of crap in my mind um because what i want to say is that i never interviewed anyone before i interviewed monique brumby and also you're a virgin yeah an interview virgin and when i i was so scared um before she ran yeah i saw your little note on your microphone just before what was that be cool ty so be cool yeah i chucked that up for jill sabule because that i i had Trust me, you're not. Um, <laughs> I'm the, yeah, anyway, so, no, when I first interviewed Monique, um, you know, I'm a big fan of her music and I, I didn't know how she would be um, or kind of what she was like as a person and the minute she said hello to me, I, I relaxed and I was like, oh, thank God, and we had a lot of fun like, from my perspective. I'm not sure how Monique felt about it. Um, well, she spoke to you again. Yeah, so, so she had fun. I know, I know she was. I'm just doing self-depreciating humour. Um, but it did, it changed It changed the game for me because I kept that, the feel of that interview with Monique, I kept going in other interviews and um, people have written to me and said that they enjoy my conversational style of interview. And if you do enjoy my conversation... Well, that's somebody who's never actually had a conversation <laughs> with you. Can I just let people know they're not that great in person? <laughs> But if you do enjoy my conversational style of interview, uh, you're actually really going to love this uh, this interview. Well, this is quite an interesting interview. Is, yeah. Whether it would be classified as an interview or a first date, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's. I don't really ask any many questions. Well, you. The only question you ask. <laughs> You hyped up about. Um, I need to work out my words. I, I'm probably just going to, you know, fumble this out. Um, um, how do you write songs? Oh, I, you know, I listened back to this um, interview the other day and I was like, why would that be the thing that I fumbled over? Like, how do you write songs? Like, um, that, that's quite embarrassing. And I'm kind of leave that stuff in. Well, the embarrassing part is forcing her to sing. Did I force her or did she willingly participate? No. You think it was a forced? Sing anchor. Sing anchor. 
I just basically watch you cough up a lung. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I feel like I'm getting sick again. Um, oh my god, it's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I don't think I haven't thought of oh, that. Oh, don't trust me. I would easily kill you. Uh, you'd be the worst person to be with in a zombie apocalypse. You wouldn't even think. You wouldn't even go, I'd cough and you'd... <laughs> it would be over. Well, that's the thing about it. You can't take any risks. But I'd be the opposite because I'd be like, oh, hey, boo, like, you're all right. Like, oh. <laughs> hey, boo, are you bleeding from your eyes and your mouth? You yeah. all right? And I'd just tell you a few things before you, like, died. I'd be like... Oh, <laughs> some home truth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, take this with you into the next life. Like, <laughs> when I was sitting at work the day that I was going to call her, I... um. Yeah, don't tell that story. Um, <laughs> no, I was sitting at work and I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if we just didn't even do the interview and we just sang songs from my favourite album of hers, which is Skeleton's Poker, which is just a phenomenal album. Um, for anyone who's never listened to that, i berating you in my head right now because um, that album is just it's classic, classic. Yes, um, but you're only this way because Monique was your teen crush. Was she? I don't remember that at all. Oh, please. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I don't recall that at all. But, no, it's a great album. Um, and so she did. She sang. I think she willingly participated. Oh, sure. She, in fact, didn't she ask me to, if, she, if I wanted her to sing? No. Um, <laughs> but, no. Anchor, anchor, love anchor, love anchor. Oh, that's such it's a kind great of like, song. Anchor, anchor. Anchor. Like, yeah. Um, no, I'm really glad she did, though. And I, I've never seen her perform that song live. Um, I think I'll probably cry because I love it. It's such, it's such a beautiful song and it's so... Um, to me, I think it's a very, like, it's a romantic song. Like, I love it. And I think I said once to Angie that that would be the song that I would have at, like, a wedding if I was to ever have a wedding. Um, okay. I know these people in your life. My friend Angie. probably don't. Guys. It's like when you said, oh, Kate was coming over before. Who's Kate? How does she know Kate? What's Kate? Kate's another friend. Um, <laughs> of, but she's a friend of both of ours. We've yes. known for about 20 years. Um, sorry, everybody. It must be my conversational style of talking. I told you it's lacking. <laughs> I know. I can't tell a good story. Um, I can't because I get, yeah. I, I sidetrack off into different things. Pretty much what I've done this entire episode. All I wanted to tell people was that I spoke to Monique Brumby again um, and yet I've gone off into a million other. Yeah, I'm not really great at that. No. It shows. Um, <laughs> it's unprofessional and considering I do social media for a job where I have to be concise I'm not concise in real no. life I think I think even Monique Grumby would know that from the text that I've sent her well judging by the hour of 20 minute interview <laughs> you're not concise but it's great because another the second thing I wanted to say about Monique Grumby is um, after that interview a shit ton of people sent me emails and Instagram messages and some Facebook messages too, I think. It just kept on coming and coming and coming. It did. It did. Um, and people saying really nice things about Monique and how much they love the interview and how much they love Monique. And uh, some people, someone had met her in a shop. Yeah. Um, there was more recently someone from Finland um, 
which is in my head. I put it. I put them all down, and I told Monique about them, everyone. So, um, and I think I responded to most of them um, with, "Yeah, she's really amazing." Um, but yeah, I could not believe the volume of, of mail coming um, in regard to that interview because we get mail from other interviews as well, but nothing. Not, I've not seen anything like the Monique Bromby mail. Wow. Which is completely, I can completely understand it too because. She's a lesbian icon. Yeah, and she's terrific. And I can see how anyone listening to that interview would just be like, this is an amazing person. So that's really great. Um, so, yeah, we, I don't really ask her a lot of questions in this interview. She tells me how to keep fish alive, um, which is something that is a you good need. conversation. You're a monster, quite honestly. <laughs> I'm not a monster. I love too much, Sarah. Oh, I love too, too little. <laughs> No, well, those fish are a nightmare to me, um, that big one. Oh, you can hear it now. It's like bashing the glass. It needs some attention. I cannot give it more attention than it gets. I'm just saying. It just, it's bashing the glass. I don't know if anyone heard that. Um, what else do we talk about? Oh, she tells that bangles story, which I'm still feeling like my stomach goes funny. The whole spotting your tip story. Yeah, God. Can anyone in my life not ever hear that story no yeah scarred for years mentally and physically, <laughs> physically. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um do you want to see the scar <laughs> is that your pickup line no because i couldn't no i don't have any pickup lines no you've got no gun. <laughs> um anyway we've we've spoken enough like about yeah i'm like shut up this is what i mean anyone writing in telling me they love my conversational style this is it yeah I mean, this will be edited most surely. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. <laughs> <laughs> because you just need to chill out. Let them have what they want, which is Monique. Yeah. We don't need to hear about you anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fine. Um, they can probably understand why the conversation. Reminder, this is about Monique. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Anyway, guys, enjoy the Monique yes, from the sure. interview. Um Actually, we've recorded for 19 minutes. Yeah, I'll let you go. My family photos, though. Um, yeah, can we talk about that in the interview? So <laughs> I think that needs to get out there. Yeah, well, it was my sister's 40th recently and my parents dragged all these boxes out of horrendous photos of us, me with like weird mullet haircuts and we're all in matching clothes and there's like one photograph of my sister sleeping in a really bad way. And she's like, what the hell is happening? And my dad was like, oh, yeah, we saw you sleeping. And so we took a photo of you <laughs> and put it in an album. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Oh, they love you. Yeah. They, if, you know, that's kind of cute because, you know, when um, when I was a girl, <laughs> um, no one took photos of me. Um, <laughs> you know, because everyone's got phones now and. They just take photos all the time and put them on social media. But um, all my photos when I was little, well, a lot of them when I was a baby, sort of all faded and, yeah. you know, there's not that many. 
um, and I guess that happens too when you're the second child. You know, you come along and they're like, oh, yeah, we've got heaps of photos of the first one and <laughs> all that you're sort of the same. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. So you, you, so, yeah, so we'll just we'll take a few just so you don't, like, yeah, feel just, bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's some documentation that you existed as a child. Yeah. Um, but, no, there are a few random photos of me floating around um, that I want to talk to you about. Are you recording? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, good. Excellent. You just, like, press that without me knowing. Yeah. I do that in the studio when I'm recording artists. <laughs> I don't tell them sometimes because then they get the red light fever, I call it. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think that you'd get the red light fever, but I thought, no, because I just let you go. Like, that's what happened last time, and you were just terrific. <laughs> let you go. Yeah, just, like... just wind her up and let her go. <laughs> spin around yeah um, it's funny you're talking about um family photos because um yeah you, you sort of you, you don't realize at the time you know the you know obviously you're in the era and it's the fashions of that time and when you're in it you think you're excellent in yeah. it right you yeah. think this is the latest greatest balance jumper that i'm wearing <laughs> Um, and I look fantastic in that. Yeah, check out my free shirt, everybody. (laughs) I was talking to my friend Jackie about, um, Canterbury tops and Esprit, it was sort of a similar thing, right? Yes. Because you had the Esprit written on the front and the Canterbury tops were all like different colours with the collars, you know? Oh man, they were... Remember those? Yes, and you can still get them. Oh, look, I think I have to. I think I have to get some more Canterbury tops because it's been about thirty years. Um, but yeah, because I recently did the show down here in Hobart, more than just a tomboy, yeah. and I had to go through photos, right? And just some absolute shockers. And there was one day where my family thought it was a great idea to go to one of those ye oldie weldy photo places where oh, everyone dresses yeah. up like the times before pellet penicillin there's got his little squeaker toy bring it over here um that's my puppy he's got this little frog um anyway that's off topic sally sorry <laughs> um he's so a very cute this, dog though so he's very cute yeah. so we went into the um the place and I really wanted to be dressed like a stable hand, you know, like a really cute boy with like braces and a shirt, my hair slipped back with some little leather boots and jodhpurs, right? Total lesbian. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. They had the outfit there for me that was like a fucking dress with frills on it and a bonnet. (laughs) And there's this photo, and I showed it in the Tomboy show. It's... It's demoralising and humiliating, but, you know, and it's my whole family and we all look like we're in a really bad mood because obviously everyone's just kicked up the big... My sister and I have just gone, what the hell is this, you know? We didn't sign up as your children for this shit. Like, we we want better stuff than this, you know? we deserve better stuff than this. (laughs) Did you ever have those random photos done, like, the oldie-worldie ones? (laughs) <laughs> no, but... I mean, no, you're lucky then, Yeah, but you used to be able to get them at Dreamworld. Oh, okay. Yeah, so every Brisbane family, I think, apart from us, because my dad was, like, really tight with money and he thought that was a waste of money. So he'd just rather line us up, like, against a wall um, and take a photo. Um, but, yeah, every Brisbane family has these photos of, like, <laughs> gun-slinging adventures at, at Dreamworld. <laughs> 
go. Yeah, it was the same because it was um, where we went was Richmond. It's like the old township of outside of Hobart. And you used to go there for, like, they'd have things to do for families, like the oldest bridge in Australia, I think, and then the Richmond Bridge, and then, you know, the maze, and you go in the maze, and they'd have the jail there, um, convict history, and Devonshire tea, and ye oldie worldy photo place. Um, what was so, it with ye old world? Like, why was everyone obsessed with it? I don't say ye old world. I say ye oldie <laughs> <No>. worldie. <laughs> I just realised I do that. It's no, like um, for that's... years I thought the whammy bar on a guitar was the wangy bar, <laughs> and now I just still call it the wangy. I've got my wangy. Wangy. <laughs> I get words wrong sometimes, Sally. I do apologise. But, yes, I don't know what the fascination is with getting dressed up in old clothes and having a family photo. No. Because you know, everyone gets why. pissed off. Kids get pissed off with that shit. It, it really cre- creates a divide between parents and children. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, my sister and I, we sort of... You know, my sister said to me once, you know, when we were, we were grown, when we were young adults, she said, oh, Molly, I love you so much. You're the only one that has the same parents as me. You understand. You, I know you understand. And um, I said, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> one day my sister and I sat in a car at the shopping centre for like an hour and a half, not even realising, just going, who the hell are our parents? Like... <laughs> No, oh, you'd forgotten who they were? Or? Yeah, it was weird. Like, all of a sudden, bang, just forgotten. No, no, we were just, like, talking about all this, the stuff that had happened in our childhood. Like, Oh, yeah, and you thought, yeah, we were just you like, know, too much acid in the 60s, mum and dad, come on. Yeah, I'm like, what are you, what were you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, so we were just sitting there and we're just like, we're lucky we turned out as well as we did. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I think you turned out pretty well, Sally. You're Thanks. doing all right. Oh, I hope so. You must have done something right. I mean, you know, I've seen you as the young lesbian in the photos online <laughs> and stuff like that. The day that mum and dad dressed me as a, as a lesbian was the recent one. Was that one? Yeah, what the hell? This is the thing. Everyone was so shocked and scandalised when I actually came out. But then I'm looking back at these photos and I said to photos them. Photos and going, you should have known. Are you insane that you reacted <laughs> like that? Like, yeah, you've always looked like that. Yeah, I'm like. Am I, that's good. Yeah, I'm that's good if, that you could be that. Yeah, well, I didn't even realise. Like, I guess I, I, there's a there's a terrible photo we got. I don't know when you take your first communion or something. I don't know if what that's called. Maybe it's called taking your, your first, first communion. communion. Yeah, knew yep. that was a fancy term. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Scrapping around in the dark for it, you found it. Yeah, Sally, thank you God. Know, grab it. Yeah, yes. thank God, because that would have been embarrassing. Um, yeah, yeah. And my mum has put me in this skirt and this—I don't know—this top, and I think she must have made it. And it's horrible. And mm, like, is it like a doily? It's kind of something like white? that. No, it was blue. And, I, and uh. I don't know why she did it. And I've always had really massive feet. Like, I'm the anomaly in our whole entire family. Everyone goes like, I don't know how your feet got so big. Um, <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, it is. It's good to be reminded. Um, and 
Yeah, and so then, like, I had, like, so much trouble with shoes and stuff, and I was like, in this situation, see, now, yeah, now I'm going to get you upset with all my sob stories. Oh, it's just, <laughs> it's it's terrible. You've had a hard time, you know. That's right. Big feet, dressed in a blue dress at communion. Yeah. You know, these, these scarring things. But, you know, it's true that all those little increments of your life, you know, those little... Those little snippets of your life, they all form these massive puzzles, don't they? That all sort of interlocks together and and makes you who you are, like even these small fragments of memories and things. And isn't it weird how sometimes, you know, you're completely, you won't think about something for 20 years and then all of a sudden someone from your past, from your childhood or something, just pop into your mind like some random person. Yes. Or some random incident that you've forgotten and it'll sometimes be brought on by, you know, uh, you might be walking somewhere and, and it's really familiar. Like, it, you know, when I was a kid I had these wonderful memories of like going down the street and going down to the local milk bar mm. and meeting up with the other local kids and, and hanging out and playing and, you know, in the days where you could just play in the street till the sun went down and no one was worried about you because it, we felt safer then or something. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, I feel very lucky to have grown up in the era that I have. I mean, um, you know, my grandmother was in the war, um, the Second World War. She worked as a, um, she was in the Air Force and she worked in Melbourne. And you can't really, you know, our generation um, can't really fathom probably what it would have been like for, you know, people to go away who were, you know, in their early 20s, friends of my grandmother's, who she never saw again, you know, they died in the war, you know. And you think about that and, yeah, it just puts things into perspective, I, I suppose. So there are big life things and then there are all these little incremental life things, family stuff, community stuff. Can you hear that squeaking? I can hear that squeaking. That's, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to get into it. He's got his little froggy. No, no, don't, on, don't worry about it because in, my, in the background for me, um, my daughter has five goldfish and one of them is massive and he's just, he like bashes the glass like he wants to get out. Oh, wow. He's um, Well, he shouldn't do that because he wouldn't survive long. Yeah, that's what I try to say. There's a goldfish. Yeah, and his name is... They've kind of got to be in the water. His name is Sprinkles, which kind of <laughs> makes it worse. And I'm like... Has he got big eyes? He's No, he's like, he, he's like, the other one has big eyes oh uh, yeah but this is just like a gold one and every time oh, right. yeah every time we go up to the glass he kind of looks at you like you know you're gonna fuck you up bitch and i'm like whoa <laughs> hey just trying to give you some food sprinkles <laughs> <laughs> sprinkles was a cute name who was, named him uh lucy um yeah and then the other one is called sunshine and there's mr t um Oh, he's Mr. T got a mohawk. <laughs> he's got two black eyes. I don't know why he has these black eyes. And then there's Opal and Jim. Jim? Yeah. Oh, that's a good name. That is a good name for a fish, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good name. Yeah, so they they live here and, um, yeah. <laughs> they live here. <laughs> <laughs> It's like suddenly you've looked at them and they're going, yeah, we do, bitch. Yeah, bitch, we, we live here. You better be saying some nice stuff about us yeah, right now. we own you. They live here and they're lovely fish. Yes, um, they're very nice. Um, I used to have fish. Yeah. Yeah, tropical ones. 
I like um, I like fish, but I'm, I don't have much luck with them, except for these okay, guys. Well, this is the thing, right? Mm. Water filter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. pH, right? Important. <laughs> Checking that um, ammonia build up in the water. Got to check that. Yeah. Right? Okay. So if you've got lots of natural plants in there, plant waste goes off, makes the water full of ammonia. Fish die. You got don't have a filter in there. All the waste from the fish build up. pH goes AWOL fish die right yeah, so it's that's... basically cleaning out the water <laughs> or you know making sure that the water is constantly you know rejuvenated that seems like How a you really do, you do that sally <laughs> it seems like a really simple simple formula um but really simple <laughs> there is yeah there is a filter um oh that's good so you're relying on that solely <laughs> <laughs> for the for the maintenance yeah, well, look, I'm going to be honest with you, and this may change our relationship, but I was like, when we got them, I was like, you know what, these guys are probably not going to last that long, um, so we'll just get... I'm glad I'm not one of your pets. <laughs> no, no, you would love to be one of my pets. These guys are great. These guys get really spoiled. Actually, that's not true, because you can't really spoil a fish, um... The, we did have snails too in there. Um, oh, I used to have snails, apple snails. They're funny. Have you ever seen them make out? No, I wanted mine too. Yeah, mine used to. They used to sort of, they sort of their little slimy bodies gripped together. Yeah. And then they, for whatever reason, this little like antler goes up out of the water. It sort of goes up to the surface. I don't know, it's like an antenna used to come out. They were apple snails I had. And I, I wrote a song about fish. Um, it was called Silver Dollars and it was actually the first single I put out on my second record. And um, Silver Dollars was basically taking different personalities of fish and looking at them as different personalities and people and how we interact in society. So you had the Harlequin, you know, the beautiful young girl who could cut through glass with her diamond eyes. And you had the um, the apple snail who was sort of the silent achiever, you know. You had the silver shark who was like, you know, the, the uh, aggressive kind of executive business person who wanted to, you know, make lots of money and destroy anyone that got in the way of that and so I had all these characters um and yeah I wrote this song probably it was probably a little bit about the early part of my career in the music business feeling like you know when you're young you know it's hard for people to take you that seriously you mm. know yeah um oh the squeak is back um and I really, yeah, felt that I wanted to write write about that it's funny we're talking about fish because it just reminded me that I have written a song about yeah fish so there you go that was a nice segue wasn't it <laughs> Turn around that is a nice segue you know what i was gonna i was gonna see yeah. it today if um yes. i was sitting at work and i was like i wonder if she would want to sing songs with me tonight but i can't because, like i was gonna say let's do skeletons poker because that's my favorite album of yours oh that's nice yeah and if we focus mainly from anchor down and then like we could focus on those songs we could just sing them. i have no idea <laughs> of the song really? order on that album at all like <laughs> i had to make a playlist on itunes for my cousins um when they came up it's a long story of your music and oh, and i made that's it but nice. yeah but then it's not in the order that i know 
Um, ah, so it really throws me. It throws you out. Yeah. So, and, and I suppose you know when you're used to doing those synchronized dance moves that you've got worked out, yeah, Sally. Yeah. The whole you've thing. You've got a routine. That's very lovely, though. That is very very nice. Um, I don't listen to my. I can't listen to my my own albums. I once they're done, I kind of they're done, and I only will listen to them to re- relearn songs I haven't. Um, played a long time, which is kind of sad in a way, because everybody else gets to listen to it. I think you're really um, missing out on skeletons like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you know, um, yeah. I, I don't know if I told you this last time, but you know, my sister, um, you know, sh- she had a, a one of my albums playing in her car one day, um, and she pulled up to to pick me up. We were both living in Melbourne, and I heard this music was va- vaguely familiar. <laughs> And I thought, gee, that sounds, that's a nice melody. And then I listened a bit more close. I said, oh, my God, is that me? And she said, oh, yeah. And she said, she said, and I said, oh, I always thought that album was shit. And she said, no. She said, I love this album. It's one of your best albums. And I was like, oh, and then I felt really good about it because for years I thought that album was shit. What album? But I often think that about my own stuff. I'm a bit sort of hard on myself, I think. I feel like you are because... <laughs> I love yeah. your album. What album did you think is shit? Well, I thought that my second album was really overly compressed, which I still think it is in the mastering, but I think that the songs are quite strong on there. Um, but, you know, I'm, you're always striving to make the perfect record, and I'm still doing that, you know. I um, Hey, I recently got an a, a upright piano, Sally. I don't know if you know this. Oh, I saw I'm, it on Instagram. I'm very excited. I know. So there's going to be lots of piano. Um, this is this is the piano. Can you hear it? Yes. Yeah, it's really nice. It is. You should you should do anchor while you're there. I can't believe you're asking me to sing. No, no, I'm not. I, that's what I was going to... I was sitting there and I'm like, I wonder, like... Well, last she... time I did sing, didn't I? Yeah, no, no, but I was like... Because I love Anchor. Anchor is my favourite song of yours. Oh, Yeah. I haven't sung that song in a long time. I love um, it. Yeah, I, you know, I must resurrect that song. Haven't played it, haven't sung it. You ages. It's got a nice melody, though. It's a bit of a ballad, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, thanks, Sally. Um, and then I love Beautiful Heart and Valerie as well. Uh, yeah, well, they get a they get a bit of a workout live. Um, you should do Anchor. I would yeah, love Yeah, okay, if, I will. If, yeah. I'll learn it. Yeah. Anchor is, uh, it's like one of my most favourite songs, like, in my in like my favorite song set of not just you but of you know like how you've got like a number of songs that like you're like yes this would wake me up from a coma <laughs> oh that's good i'm sure celine dion's in there isn't she <gasps> yes do you know i have a celine dion story that i haven't told you <sighs> all right let's go i need i need this all right have you got your backwards jacket on are you ready <laughs> Hang on, i'm just getting it on i'm just getting it on <laughs> Still can't quite get over that look, but anyway. Why? Why? Yeah, go. Well, I can't look away from Celine Dion when she's performing. There is something about the 
convulsive nature of yes. her body and that stick-like figure that she has. It's like a praying mantis. It's compelling. It is. It is compelling. I saw her in concert when I was 17, and I'm not yeah. ashamed to say, although I am a, sh- a little bit ashamed. Um, Don't be ashamed. No, I wept. Like, I was like, <laughs> I just was like, this is incredible. I was one of those dodgy people. We- <laughs> yeah, I did. I was just like, just wept. I was Hang like, on, what, um, <coughs> what singles did she have out at the time? Uh, it was when Because You Loved Me, um, but she didn't uh, play it. She didn't yeah. play that one. So that was before the Titanic soundtrack, right? Yeah, so this was... Before, way before. What, You've been a fan for years. Yeah, I've been a real fan. And I'm like mm. one of those like... Because I used to sort of like keep stuff to myself. Like, you know, like it was almost like a, another coming out. Like, um, Yeah, yeah, that, that is a coming out, admitting that you're a Celine Dion fan. Yeah. Um, um, I just... That is... <laughs> <laughs> you're coming out now. <laughs> to all of your listeners, Sally. Yes, um, I have something to tell. No, I think people like people know now, like because I think a lot of people used to think I was yeah. joking, and I'm like, no, oh, we know no. you're not. Yeah, no, I'm like, mm. not at all, not not joking. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was uh, in Melbourne, and I had a friend who worked at Columbia Records and Celine Dion was on Columbia, right? And she was in Australia. And this was 1994, right? And she'd been in Australia and I think she was doing just a meet and greet promo tour. I don't even know how that works, but back then it was a thing. So she'd just do private functions for media and the record company in the lead up to her next release. So 1994, was this the time when you No, this was before. So this Mm. must have been around, was this like the power of love time? Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, not that I'm I'm a fan or anything. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I must say, though, I do have a thing for Canadian singers. Really? She's Canadian, right? Yeah, like French-Canadian. And... There's something about the lilt in their voice yes. that I really like. Like Joni Mitchell. Yes. Right? Oh, my God. She, Amazing. I still remember the first time I heard Joni Mitchell, and it was in the car, and we were little, and my mum went to the bank, and she just left us in the car. Um, yeah. As you did, and she left 4KQ on the AM radio station. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, that parking lot song came on, um, you know, like they paved paradise. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like I've just gone blank in thinking what that's called. But I remember it was the first time I'd ever actually like listened to lyrics and understood yeah. a song. And I was like, who is this? Like, this isn't crazy. And then it just like, I was just like covered in Joni Mitchell. And I was like, I'm this angel. So, yeah. Yeah. That sounds I really mean, creepy. Uh, like as a songwriter, um, I think that song is it Big Yellow Taxi. Right? Yes, it is Big Yellow Taxi. Paved Paved Paradise is a really good title though for that. Yeah, it is actually. That's the alternate. I, like that. title. I think so. Yeah. yeah, you could actually do. Um, I know there's just been a Joni Mitchell tribute show that's happening, um, and I know three artists that are in it: Wendy Matthews, Kate Miller Heike, and Ella Hooper. Yeah. And I had friends of mine who went. There's another two female artists, and I'm really sorry 
if they're listening to this podcast, I'm not sure who they are, but Do you um, Google? my friends, yeah, um, my friends went and yeah, they 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 really liked it. Um, and I asked what songs Ella did, yeah, and I think she did that. Help me, I think I'm falling uh, yeah. in love again. Um, I just I just love that song. Um, I think she did that and. Um, Free Man in Paris. Free Man in Paris is one of my favourites. Isn't that great? I know. I mean, but look, you listen to Joni Mitchell Records and the songwriting is so good. Um, She's always been sort of a benchmark artist for me. Um, And another Canadian singer that I love is is, um, Sean Colvin. And she um, she did that... um, she probably broke through with the Sunny Came Home. That was album. great. It was all the lesbians like that, didn't they? I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do a lesbian survey, but I'm a lesbian and I liked it. So I'm a lesbian and I liked it, so that is a that is a that's good a survey. Yeah, yeah. Tick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that Sean. I'm pretty sure that Sean is Canadian. I can Google that I could too. Be wrong. Okay, Google away. Um, so anyway, back to Celine Dion. Yes, please, yes. So uh, my friend who worked at the record label said, um, uh, I don't know if Sean Colvin is um, Canadian. I'm not sure. You might need to find that out. Right. Can you Google that? She Maybe. might be American. Um, anyway, she sounds Canadian. Um, so... They said Celine's going to be performing at this media launch and it's on St Kilda Road in Melbourne and this is a great opportunity for you. If you want to bring your guitar, we've organised for you to play three songs Mm. for the entire um, Sony uh, record label. All the heads of all the departments will be there from Sydney. All the staff um, from across the country will be in Melbourne for this event. So... I did. I, I went there. Celine Dion pulled away in her limousine. I didn't see her, but I'm assuming that that's what she did. <laughs> I was really disappointed I didn't get to see it. I turned up in a taxi. There was no Uber in those days. Yeah. If there had been an Uber, I would have got an Uber. <laughs> and I turned up in a taxi and I took my guitar in and I played three songs. Yeah. And they were... Three songs that ended up being on my first album, a song called One Day, um, my single Full For You, and possibly another one, either The Change In Me or Mary or one of those. Mm. So, And from that, that's when I got signed to Columbia because the, the CEO of the record company came up to me and he said, would you like to be part of the Columbia family? And it was sort of like, <laughs> you know, getting into the mafia. It's like, well, now I'm in, I can't ever get out, you know. Yes. Yeah, sign on the dotted line or we'll kill you sort of thing. So, um, <laughs> so I said, sure, that sounds great. Wow. Um, and I never and I never got to meet Celine, but she, I, I played on the same stage that she had just performed on. Yeah. You know, literally half an hour after she'd, she'd left. <laughs> um, I can't believe so she didn't stay around. Great. What's that? I can't believe she didn't stay around. I mean, yeah, she knew I was coming, right? Yeah. So should have thought that, Monique. <sighs> that young Tasmanian lesbian's going to be here soon. Yeah, and you I'll know. probably just wait around and just see how she is. 
yeah. No, she was busy. She had stuff to do. She had she had to be back at the Hyatt and in a nice <laughs> bubble bath. That's what I'd imagine she'd be doing. Yeah, she had that weird hair back then too. Yeah. Of, yeah, so that probably needed washing. It probably did and blow drying. Probably and a lot of blow drying, yeah. Did you find out if Sean is, I think she might be American. She's American. Yeah. Um, well, that blows that theory out of the water, doesn't it? Yeah, she's from Illinois. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, but I do love Sean Colvin and I actually did some shows with her a few years ago and I went to see her play solo last time she was in Melbourne. Yeah, I just she's a great songwriter. I think she's right up there with Joni Mitchell, um, but she's not as well known. But um, people that do know her really, really love her albums. Um, yeah. What do you so think you of go. What do you think of Sophie B. Hawkins? Um, she's she seems to be completely unhinged. <laughs> Doesn't she? She does actually. There is there is something there's something up. Um, yeah, like I did sort of this. Um, I, I went to Sophie B Hawkins just viewing uh, in the last year, some point around the time where she damn wish I was your lover, you know, and she put yes. that out. And then, like, so I was like, oh, okay, she's wearing the flannelette shirt and the ripped jeans, and then in every shush that. In every um, every interview around that time, she was just nuts, yeah. live performances and things like that. But I don't really know that much of other stuff that she's done. I have listened to some of her music. What do you think of her? Um, she has an album called Whaler. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and that's a – Do you like it? I love that album. Oh, and check it out. Me and my friend Brendan um, – mm. I mean, when we were younger, like when we were in our 20s. Hang on one sec. Okay. Bethy! Good boy, shush. Good, good boy. He's uh, yeah, he's being guard dog. At the yeah, moment. I'm like, sounds like there's going to be a home invasion. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Hang on, I'm just gonna go see what he's doing. Okay. Um, so what were you saying about Whaler? Oh yeah, me and my friend Brendan, when we were in our twenties, we would just sit yeah. on his veranda and just listen to this album just from beginning to end, and um, that was really the whole story. <laughs> Oh, that hurts. Nice when you've got albums that, oh, look, see, there's no one there. Good boy, back in. Um, it's nice when you've got albums that you have those special albums with friends. Yes. You know, that remind you of someone and you a time and, you know. Um, and it's interesting too, sometimes you go back to music that you used to listen to. Like when I was a kid, my um, uncle used to go, he was in the Merchant Navy and he used to go to into the China Sea and, he used to go to Singapore and all these places, and he'd bring back cassettes. And one of the cassettes that I remember he brought back for me was Janet Jackson with Nasty Boys Don't Mean a Thing. Yes. Oh, you nasty boys, nasty boys. And so recently I was like, oh, that's right, I want to listen to that again. And, and I listened to it, and, and it really, like, I just couldn't listen to it. And I thought, yeah, I've moved on. <laughs> really, you know, you know. Fun fact. Um, just yes. Let me blow your mind. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. No. It doesn't sound like you. <laughs> I, do, I I don't really watch that, but I think I have seen snippets of it. 
Yeah, it's really... I probably would be if I watched it, but... Yeah, it's really good. Um, you haven't talked to me about that. What's but happened? they did... <laughs> well, I mean, God, what hasn't happened? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, it's pretty filled with drama. Um, but they did... They were at the grand finale, they had a couple... Did they do that? Yeah, they had to lip sync to that song. Did they do... Now, see, yeah, because RuPaul is, like, thing. fully obsessed with Janet Jackson. I'm like, that's right. what I need, a show like that where I can play my music and make people dance to it. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's a goal. Yeah, what, for you? Well, yeah, it's not really, but I would like to have a show where I'd just be like, all right, now we're going to have some Celine Dion and people have to lip sync to that. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'll lip sync That sounds that. good. Yeah, like, it does. No, like, are you talking about like a show with visuals? Yeah, I don't think I'd have a show though. Because then you've got, well, you know what, you might, but you've got to sort of, you know, to have people dancing. I mean, I'm dancing now. Really? I am. That's good. Yeah. I just started doing it and it's really daggy dancing and no one can see. That's good. That's the best kind. <sighs> yeah. That's the, kind um, of, that's the kind I do to Celine Dion. Like, I get my headphones on because I don't want the neighbours knowing um, what goes on in here. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and then um, I do like, you know, like the air piano and stuff and I'm like, yeah so. yeah i actually want to get a keytar a key? you know you know like um you know the keytars they were they were yes. like a guitar yes yes yeah, i was looking at i was seriously looking at getting one about two years ago oh, you should why did you not know. get it and i well, now i'm now i've got the piano see because i've never really been a pianist yeah um so every day i do an hour's practice Wow. Um, and I'm basically just teaching myself. Um, I thought, well, what, what, what am I going to do here? Okay, how about I just transpose all my songs from guitar onto piano, right? Yes. And because they're the ones I'll probably be playing, like um, anchor. Yeah, is, I could do that. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it starts on. Oh, what is it again? So it's on D, doesn't it? I, oh, I I'm could. asking you. Yeah, I'm like I I, I don't I don't actually know. <laughs> Do you want me to Google it? some time to it um i'm hearing lots of um different voicings and things um when i'm driving around you know how sometimes you're driving around and i've got an old rattly ute that i drive around in and it sort of hums and stuff happens and and it's good to sing in there because when there's noise around you don't feel like it's stuff just you kind of got to sing to sort of you know come to terms with the fact that you're driving an old bomby car and everyone on the road is overtaking so you so you go at a certain pace yeah you know you're going up the hill you're in third on the outside lane and you're just plowing up the hill at about 70 and everyone's passing you but you know what 
Yeah. You've got time to think, right? That's right. It's cool. Okay? So you've got to kind of look at it in these ways of, um, yes, I don't have the car that I would love, but I've got time to sing. And so when I'm singing like that, Sally, in the ute, all these new um, uh, harmony uh, melodies and, and um, scales and things are coming out um, since I've been um, dedicating some time to the piano, which has been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, that sounds amazing. Like, the, like, is that how, like, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm just going to, like, trip over a couple of my words here for a minute, so if you don't mind. Um, how do you write songs? Like, what that came out well, better than I thought? Well, it's interesting that it's a, you know, it's a broad answer, I suppose, because everybody writes songs probably in different ways. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a really good question because I do workshops on songwriting and they're sometimes really hard to work out how you're going to conduct a workshop on songwriting because everybody um, comes at to musical creativity from a different perspective so you might have someone you know who has great lyrical ideas um, but they don't know how to put that to music or someone might have fantastic grasp of chord changes and 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 um orchestration but you know can't write lyrics but there's all sorts of different songs obviously you've got instrumental music and you know you've got really fast-paced um lyrical driven music and so for me i I mean i write songs um traditionally for many years on guitar and what i found is the most um intuitive way for me to write is to really just take myself out of the equation as if I'm not even there Sally as if I don't exist and then the music let the uh, content just sort of um flow out it's really important to be recording that shit when you do it because uh, (laughs) then it all finishes and it's like oh my god oh that wasn't documented I'll never be able to remember what I just did Mm. and that's generally I find the most profound things or you know or the things that I'm most pleased about in terms of a song come about um but you know sometimes you know like a song um, i've got called small town it took me you know maybe two years to write that because i had a story that i wanted to tell and it was very much a story narrative sort of song and it took a long time to get the arrangement right on that so um sometimes it'll be a melody that'll come into my head and sometimes it'll just be the music and words all at once they're generally the most uh enjoyable ones um you know when you write like that um yeah i've only ever written a couple of songs just in one go um you know four songs that's the song moving on which yeah. is, doesn't happen that often um but yeah so all different ways of writing really um do you get inspired yeah. by people or that, that you meet and stuff? yeah i do i get inspired by people every day mm. yeah i really yeah i really try to um uh, think um, broadly and um, be open-minded to um, other people's different perspectives to mine mm. and I think that's come with age a little bit I think that um, you know collaboration is really good in yeah. music um, so you know I a lot of the songs that I have written over time have I, I've written and it's just been me writing them but I have really enjoyed doing collaborations with people like I've written quite a few songs with my bass player Marianne over the years and um when that when you do find people who you can collaborate with it's really fun mm. because it gets a bit 
lonely writing on your own or, you know, playing and writing on your own. So I do like to have my band members around. Um, and if I'm making an album, <clears throat> you know, everyone's uh, input is very important to me, you know, like they whoever's playing their instrument feels like they're having, you know, a good time and they're getting something creative out of it, they're, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I do get inspired by um, people, um, people not only I play music with, but just everyday people, mm. you know, like people that are just doing stuff that is inspiring. I mean, I know that recently you spoke to Rodney Croom and, you know, I find Rodney to be a very inspirational person in you know, in what he does, um, and you know, you know, he's <clears throat> really um, was so brave in those early days, and 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 to be so bold, to be uh, open to persecution, you know, in time in Tasmania where you know homosexuality was illegal and all of those things, and so you've got you've got people like that that put themselves on the line, but then you've also got people in the world, you know, like you know, friends of mine who are who are mums. Um, single mums who are just working and striving and to do give everything they can to their kids and mm. you know and then you've got you know um, people you know widowers and you know who've lost their partner and you know you've got all sorts of people in the world and and sometimes it's just a small gesture isn't it like that you know from a person if you're out and about what a difference it makes when someone says hello how are yes. you you know um the local um community here i'm doing a project with the glenorchy uh council here or not not actually not with the glenorchy council it's a um a, a um, community services in glenorchy they run there they're completely separate to the council they run their own thing working with um you know young people and and community members who feel marginalized uh, maybe because um you know, the immigrants and that, that they may um, be struggling to um, feel like they're, they're part of the community, um, to learn a new language, to, to fit in with a different culture and all of those things. And I'm writing a piece of music that's almost a mantra and one of the, one of the themes that they wanted to include in it was basically just acknowledging people when you see them. You know, to say good morning or give them a wave or... And <clears throat> I must say, when I walk my dogs on the beach down here and, and, you know, people say good morning, it's just really nice. Yeah. It actually, you know, or someone just gives you a smile or whatever and, you know, I don't know, I think it's nice to have a feeling of we're all looking out for one another and I know that um, it sounds like it's uh, utopia or that it's not even reality of a lot of parts of the world that are so um conflicted in war civil war or war with other parties but um i think the internal struggles that people we all have you know the 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 feelings of anxiety can be abated somewhat by just trying to be there um on a daily basis and be present and and you know, give assistance to people if they need it in the community. Yeah. You know, like if you see someone, you know, who's struggling on the street and you know they're struggling to carry their groceries or whatever. It was funny. I went to see a um, comedy show the other night here um, at Joker's Comedy, which I absolutely love. It's on Wednesday nights at the Polish Club. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I took my mum, and it was um, Claire Hooper was headlining. Yes. And. Um, Oh, she was hilarious. And there was one, one joke she told. Um, she said, you know, having kids, it's like you go to the supermarket, right? 
and you feel like you've got heaps of really heavy bags and then you walk out and you realise that you've left your car at home and you've got to carry the bags, <laughs> but, like, forever. <laughs> and then you start walking down, like, the path and stuff and, you you know, you're thinking, well, can I just get rid of them in these bushes <laughs> or no one's looking? <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, just going out, finding lighter moments, you know, and realising that, you know, someone's story, you know, is unique and it's interesting and so it gets back to being inspired by people, what you asked me before. Like, I'm inspired by people every day, but not heroes that have saved the world. Yeah. Just everyday people that have, as uh, just striving to to survive or striving to be better or striving to give something of themselves. I find that really inspiring. Yeah, I think that's, I think that is really inspiring. And going back to Rodney Croom, I couldn't even believe what he said to me in that interview like mm. about what had happened and stuff like and how he's just like this ordinary man and he just kept fighting and fighting yeah he's a very um humble man and you know um he's had to cop so much um yeah abuse particularly in the early days um and uh, he's had a lot to overcome and and now of course um you know the what we looking to achieve with um, the issues around trans people and, you know, how they can have, you know, legal rights, um, you know, not have to get divorced to, yes. uh, you know, to change their name and, um, you know, not to ha- not have to get reproductive um, organs removed to be legally recognised as the gender that they feel that they are. I mean, I just don't understand why we're so hung up on on gender i mean who cares i mean i i mean people care obviously a lot of people care but i don't i i you know i just take a person at at face value who they are if they're a good person their gender is whatever they feel comfortable with um we just need to be a bit more open-minded don't we and i think that i'm obviously probably most people listening to this podcast, all, all 50 million of you. Yes. Will I, think be, I think it's 100 million now, so. Oh, you're up to 100 million? 100 million, million That's yeah. That's so good. Yeah, just taking off. <laughs> That's really wrong. That came out really wrong. 100 million. That's dreadful. What's that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> Is that an inf- some infection? It, oh, it, it sounds doctor. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, she's come down with a hundred million. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to pry, but if you want to talk about it, we can. <laughs> she didn't want to pry. <laughs> you know, we can talk about it if you want. But <laughs> oh, no, look. Uh, it's all right. I'll just, yeah, keep that to myself. Um, <laughs> I can cut that out if you want. <laughs> but, you know, look, I'm sure that, you know, most people listening... Um, we know, I'm preaching to the converted here. I mean, you know, it's common sense, right? Um well, it's common. It's well, it, it is, but yeah. but, it's, but people this just I don't understand why there's this group of of people in society that always have to be under the banner of religion or you know whatever it is, you know, casting dispersions on others who are different to them um, based on some you know books that were written years ago that don't really have relevance and they do look hey listen 
I'm not saying I'm against people having faith because I'm not. Yeah. I actually think that, and I've seen firsthand, that, you know, religious faith for some people has given their life new meaning and yeah. hope, right? So I'm not saying that because I'm open-minded. <laughs> so I say, if you want to have religion, you go for it. Yeah. Whatever that is, right? Yeah, go it's for it. It's when yeah. people then stand up and say, well, I'm going to use this as a tool to persecute you or yes. others who are different to me. And I just don't think that's right. No, I um, think it's bullshit. And we are of like minds because I interviewed this um, priest the other day. Oh, yes. Because yeah, I was like, this bullshit, I don't understand. I didn't say that to him. I was I was very polite. Um, but, yeah, he was talking to me about, like, you know, the Bible and that the Bible doesn't actually say that people need to, like, burn in hell for all eternity for being homosexuals. Or, it doesn't actually say that. So you might like that interview when I put it up. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's really great because he – um, it's Dr. Peter Cat. He's in Brisbane. Okay. And um, – my ex and I got my our daughter, sorry, um, christened um, because we were like, uh, it's gateway to private school, maybe. And yeah. everyone else in the family was christened. So we're like, she has two mums, let's give her something. Um, yeah. And then we, we went to church when we were kids and it was terrible. Um, and then my mum was like, we'll go, let's get it done there. Anyway, the minister said, no, I can't do it because I don't agree with lesbians and mums and oh right yeah yeah so peter cat went come down to the cathedral pal yeah and get was, it that, done. What, was that anglican or was yeah it? anglican yeah mm-hmm. um yeah and so he did it and that was great like and i have no great yeah I'm that's not, really good and i'm not religious yeah. at, in any sense of anything um yeah but i don't i don't i think it's so important to some people um, Absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, you're going to get people um, who, you know, are priests and um, who are devout religious people who will go against um, the, you know, archaic teachings that have always been because they have a more of a humanitarian or social justice kind of view, yeah. you know, and that that's good to see that that's sort of permeating out. And I, I think that that's just... It's a continuation of society and what we reflect and, you know, so things change and things are shifting and moving and, you know, it's just up to each of us to be, um, yeah, just to try and be uh, mindful, I suppose, to um, be, be bold enough to be ourselves, yeah. uh, authentic, you know, like, yeah, it's sometimes hard for people, especially, you know, when, you know, people, you go to work and... You kind of have to. A lot of people work in jobs where you have to sort of fit yourself into a mould when you're at work, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you sort of um, you wonder, you know, people question what life's about, and and um, yeah, look, it's different for everyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My job is one of those jobs where you have to kind of fit a bit of a mould, but see, I don't fit the mould, so I just have to come as I am. Yeah, well, that's good if you can. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, that's fantastic. You yeah, know? I'm just like, well, this is it. So yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. it's so refreshing to be able to be yourself, and and when you are, I generally find that people respond um, more heartily to that because you you know, but it's a self confidence that comes, I think, with a bit of age and 
you know, when I work with young people, um, I'm always trying to encourage them to just don't try to push it beyond what feels comfortable for them or be tend to be something that they're not. You've just got to go through life and, you know, just not get too stressed if you've got stuff to learn, you know, because yeah. everybody's got stuff to learn. Still, even now, I'm 38 and I still learn stuff. <laughs> even now. Even now, at 38, I am still learning stuff. <laughs> Well, that's good to hear, Sally. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm really – and, you know, that's right. I mean, you would be learning all the time, interviewing different people and challenging yourself, you know. Yeah, I'm interviewing um, a so, porn star tomorrow night. Wow. Really? Well, yeah, it's – um. It's a long story, but um, I looked up one time. I looked up who Stormy Daniels was. Oh yeah, and I did because I didn't know, and I was like, oh, yeah, I thought she, she was a porn star, right? Yeah, I thought she was a. I thought she was a stripper. Uh, she wasn't, um, and I kind of went down this dark hole of rabbit hole of internet detectiveness, and um, yeah, I was like, oh no, I'm. You know, I'm not into porn. Uh, I probably don't need to tell you this um, as a rule, but I was like, oh, this is crazy, this crazy world. And I was like, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. Nobody talks about it. Anyway, yeah. it ended up getting me on to, I saw this Brandy Love. Um, she's an award-winning MILF. And um, she does university lectures and she's written books and stuff. And I was like, here's an interesting lady who is like a power porn star so i'm just going to interview her. i want to talk to her about wow that'd be interesting i'll have to check that one out yeah and she's really like she's kind of like she likes nickelback and stuff um oh we well, don't hold that against her well yeah it was hard <laughs> <I> almost cancelled um, <laughs> but no so i was like you know i just want to kind of interview all these kind of different people and stuff um yeah but yeah i need to ask you have you watched killing eve no, I haven't. You have to watch Killing Eve. Okay, I will. Look, it's on I the list. Yeah, I don't know what you're like if you like stuff like that, but it's like it's it's really cool. I guarantee you. will. Okay, so what stuff like that? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> well, uh, no, it's like um, it's it's like a kind of she's an assassin. Well, yeah, I like stuff like that. Yeah, you will love this. Then you'll eat this shit up. Yeah, <laughs> so you need to say she's an assassin. I mean. In done. I'm just gonna pop it on now while we talk. Yeah, no, you will freaking love it. Oh, um, that's cool. And I, need... I um finally watched Nanette the other day. Did you? That was insane, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Re it's really great, you know. And you know, obviously, I'm I'm tazzy, mm. lesbian, got two eyes, lips, and hair. You know, we've got a lot in common. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> but one of one mean? of my friends said that um, they thought you were. Um, a more interesting lesbian um, than Hannah Gadsby, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. What? What sort of? A, I don't, oh, I, Hannah! I think she. Oh, oh no, I, she's great. Yeah. I couldn't do a stand-up show like that. Mm -mm. I would be freaked out. Yeah. Um, she did. She did a really good job with that because I think what it did was it, you know, um, crossed over, you know, because it was on such a big stage and. That's good, you know, it's good that, you know, it's drawing attention to, you know, I, I think what I really liked about it was she said, I wasn't telling my full story because yeah. I was always making myself a punchline. Yeah. And it was sort of, um, yeah, putting myself down in order to get a laugh. Mm. Um, so I can't be a comedian anymore. 
but yeah, I thought it was um, yeah, I thought it was quite good. I wouldn't have wanted to be a straight white man in the audience. Though. Holy shit, no! <laughs> I would have left. <laughs> I would have snuck out the back and gone. Oh yeah, I'm out. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'll watch it on yeah. Netflix. Well, you know, I mean, people are being taken to task now, aren't they? Yeah, I love Overall all of this. Of these, um, you know the way that we treat people in you know women how how we treat women you know how we need to be better um we need to be more thoughtful more loving more kind gentler um less ego driven all of these things that we know but yeah the human condition is such that i don't know how quickly we're evolving here sally I feel like we're evolving by the second. Like, I've evolved just in the last 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a brand new person. Like, <laughs> we should do TED Talks. <laughs> no, I, no, I agree. But I also need to tell you that I watched Disobedience, and I don't know if you've watched that. I haven't, no. I think that you need to watch that. I will too. Yeah, just um, write that down. Yeah, writing, disobedience, <laughs> and what else did I have to say? Killing Eve. Oh, yeah, I, I think, Eve. like, a crazy person, I put it in one of my emails to you, like, P.S., have you watched Killing Eve? Because, oh, okay. Right. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah, Killing that's Eve. not – that's all right. Yeah, I, I go through these um, – um, and disobedience, is that a movie? Yeah, it's got um, yeah. Rachel Weiss in it and Rachel McAdams. Oh, oh right. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. Did you, you like know, it? Do you know, that is so funny because so many times over the years, I'll be watching a movie with Marianne who plays bass with me, right? And she just cracks up laughing because I literally get an hour into the film and go, oh my God, I've seen this. <laughs> I've forgotten. Um, but I only saw that, I saw that at the movies about a month ago. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Did you like it? I don't know. I've kind of wiped a bit of it from my brain. No. I don't know if it really resonated with me. <laughs> I don't think it did. <laughs> I don't think so. See, this is what happens with films. Yeah. I'm right there in the moment, and if, if it doesn't really capture me, I'll forget about it. But then I could just be speaking utter shit because I have been to the movies recently, and I can't remember if I saw that. Well, I might have just seen the shorts for it. See? So oh. I may not have actually seen the whole film. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got problems with films. I can't uh, except for Carol. No. No, um, Carol I do, was If great. films resonate with me, I do remember them. So, yeah. in disobedience, oh, no, I didn't like it. At the end, I can't give it away. No. No, I know. Oh, Did you? I didn't like that ending either. See, I remembered it. Yes, we just needed to coax it out of you. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah. Um, no, I haven't seen it. No, yep, I have. Yep, no, no I, I might have just seen the trailer. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the whole film. And yet, because I didn't like it, that's why I just went out of my brain. Yeah, that ending was bullshit. The ending was utter bollocks. What the hell was that? I don't even... Oh, it was just shit. But I, did, I didn't believe the love affair. Not liking Carol. No, that was Carol was like that was believable. That was just because we want Kate Blanchett to be a lesbian. 
<laughs> yeah. face facts. That was the most believable <laughs> relationship. You no, know, yeah. I was even hoping for her to be a lesbian in Ocean's 8. Or she, it was she is. If, I think she is. I'm. Well, this is it, isn't it? See? Yeah, I think I'm she is. You're going, yes, she is. Yes. Yeah, the way she sits and stuff, and her oh, like yeah. the terrific suits and stuff. I'm like, you're well, it's like Subarus, right? Apparently, have been designed for lesbians. So Marianne tells me. Really? Apparently, and I think Kate Blanchett's been designed for lesbians. Yes. <laughs> I am completely one hundred percent with you. Yeah, Kate, you've just been designed to appeal to lesbians. Well, look, listen. People who are making films aren't stupid, are they? No, they're, they're not. They're going, hang on a second, who's the demographic here? Well, we've got to appeal to that market, and that market being the lesbian market. Of course, they're going to give Kate a little bit of a kiss for scene, you know? Yeah, we're going to... Have like, a bit yeah. of a kiss with um, Sandra. Yeah, and then when, like, Sandra Bullock gave her food and stuff, I was like, lesbians! <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, exactly, but they have those moments in there because they're smart. Yeah, and because lesbians get flock. Going. Yeah, because you don't get anything from anything other than uh-huh. Carol. Although, That's I, right. on the weekend, I had a kid-free weekend, and I watched some lesbian movies on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and one of them I watched was called, it's really dodgy, Loving Annabelle, and it was about some Catholic schoolgirl who falls in love with her teacher and vice versa. Yeah. Drama. Drama. It's good. You yeah. should watch it. It's pretty dodgy. Okay, did you like it? I did really like it because okay. that kind of thing is right up my alley. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I had to watch it as a grown-up because I was like, oh, yeah, no wonder the teacher's a bit, you know, like funny about like not going into this affair with her. But, yeah, it was weird watching it as a grown-up. But, hmm. There's another what movie. What do you mean as a grown-up? No, no, well. It's an old film. No, no, it's like from 2006. So the fashion is on point. Um, and... I guess, <laughs> you know, it's, you should see the mobile phone one of them has. Um, but I kind of was like watching it because I was just, I was folding washing at the same time because I can. Yeah, walk. right. So you like to do those those menial tasks. Yeah. Because like, last time I spoke to you, I was cleaning a table. Yes, you were. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that. I was watching and I'm like watching it and I'm like, come on, just have sex already. Like, you know, <laughs> all this is nearly done. And I, then I was like, <laughs> I was sitting there afterwards and I'm like, ah, so that, yeah, I would, no wonder she was a bit funny about like not sleeping with her student. Like, anyway, they ended up having sex in the end. So I was like, good. <laughs> I won't bother watching that then. No, I mean, you should though, because the build-up to it—it it sounds riveting, Sally. I mean, yeah. you're really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially the bit about the type of mobile phone she had. <laughs> Random fact. Yeah, That's a fun fact. That is a fun fact. I like dropping yeah. fun facts in for you, so, yeah. so you can look out for them when you're when you're watching it. Um, yeah. It's pretty I'll much. Yeah, it's pretty much a fashion fest of like. You know, like those three-quarter jeans that people used to wear and stuff? Like they're, They've kind of come back, haven't they? Or well, people are just rolling their jeans up now. I think maybe they are. Hipsters do it, I think. I yeah. don't know. I, I've never really – I'm not up with fashion. I just – I don't know. I, I just wear whatever I, I feel like wearing. My mum always looks at me and says, get it, put a comb through your hair. Or my dad said to me the other day, <laughs> what are you going, when you go to the shop, buy yourself a comb. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but mum's always trying to, yeah, change the, the, um, 
landscape of my attire. Yeah, what mums are like that, aren't they? It's, yeah, it's super cute though. Like, yeah. She means well. She, yeah. You know, she just wants me to be a mini her. <laughs> like a little her. She used to dress me like that when I was young, you know. Like, That's you really know, cute. Peach, peach coloured, you know, <laughs> twin sets and dangly earrings and stuff. Look, just dread, looks dreadful. Oh. <laughs> and uh, the other day, I was at her house and she said, oh, you're cold, I'll get you a top. Oh. And she got me a top and it was pink. I said, I can't wear this. <laughs> and she said, I'll just put it on and I'll put it on. She goes, oh, no, you're not really a pink person, are you? I said, no, 40, 44 years to realise, no, I'm not. Well, thank God we found out now. <laughs> I'm not a pink person, no. No, you don't feel yeah, like no. a pink person. <laughs> no, I'm so not. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me brown. Yeah. I've always, I remember one of the best things that anyone ever wrote about me um, <laughs> when I was young was Monique Brumby at the interview turned up making brown the new black. <laughs> no, because I, I had brown slacks I used to wear yeah. and they really were slacks. They weren't just trousers. <laughs> slacks. Yeah, and I thought, oh, cool. Like, I've made brown the new black. Yeah. Yeah, I've, that was that was a really good quote. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> but her brown, moss green, I like. You know. Yeah. Yeah, with a bit of like a stripe of blue or yellow. Ooh, I like know. mustard at the moment. Yeah, mustard is okay. You just don't paint your walls mustard. No, bad mistake. <laughs> that seems like a, a mistake. I could have said to you right now that yeah i know it's like someone shat on your wall that's really bad yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be a huge mistake my school yeah. uniform was mustard uh-huh. mustard and brown so uh. yeah it was pretty horrible yeah um, oh yeah it was the 90s though they didn't care about <laughs> fashion in the 90s <laughs> yeah, everyone cared about fashion i had i had the 90s hair the 90s eyebrows you were you were so nice 90s I was so nineties. Yeah. Well, you know, that's when my my first record came out. Yeah, no, you can't change history. No, I love the nineties though, because I was alternative. See, I like nineties music. Yes, like I like the songs. You know, like get us back to as good songs. There's lots of good music out there, but there was some yeah, some good stuff going on in the nineties. I drew this thing last night, and I'm not a drawer, um, but I drew this thing, and it was like like music as a body. And I had like, you know, like all like the heart stuff, like this Dolly and Celine and Jill Sabule and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then like, you know, like the right hand stuff, like stuff that you can't live without. And then like down like the, like the stomach music, like the music that kind of makes you feel excited and stuff and like really pumped up. And then anyway, I, it's, yeah. So you had different music for different parts of the body. Yeah. It's kind of like. That's cute. Yeah. So in like my left leg, I had like. Pat Benatar, I've got written there. <laughs> and like then all nineties. I'm like, all nineties. So I can I can text it to you if you want. I think you would I would like to see that. Yeah. So Thank you. You have to text me that ye old photo. I just as well. can't believe you had Pat Benatar in your leg. You know, that song All Fired Up is literally one of the best songs of all time I it was, is really good i yeah. just I was like this blows my mind every time pat like yeah so yeah definitely mm. yeah yeah i was into that yeah that was a great one and then she came out with the bangles i remember because you toured with the bangles didn't you 
couple of times, yeah. And then the next time the Bengals came out, they were opening for Pat Benatar. Wow. Yeah. Are they cool? Which was lovely. Yeah. yeah. That was really fun. Those tours were really fun. Yeah. Um, but something really bad happened. <laughs> something really, really bad happened. What happened? I was invited onto stage to sing a song I didn't know. Oh, no. Yes. And it's fine when, you know, you can kind of bluff your way through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you are all over there on the side and you've got your microphone. There's the bangles. There's Vicky mm. Pearson and Susanna Hoff's there and Debbie Pearson's on the drums. Um, it's all, you know, all good. Um, and no. then Huda Gurus were on stage. Oh, good. It was a big finale show, they, because they toured a lot with them yeah. back in the day. And I can't even tell you what the song was now. Don't know. Because um, it's one of those things that I try to wipe from my mind, but I, <laughs> it haunts me every now and then. I wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night. So at one point, Vicky looked at me, and I just made some horrible noise. I don't know. It was not even oh. in tune with the song, and it was just like this wailing, and it was dreadful. And I thought, oh, well, that's all right. Look, they would have mixed me with it out the front, and no one would have really heard it, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. I was sharing my send, right? Oh. So what I was hearing in my fold-back wedge was identical to what Debbie on the drums was hearing because that was her send. I had the same send as her because she would come down and do, I'm going back to Liverpool to do nothing and walk like an Egyptian. She'd come down the front with the rest of the girls and that would be her monitor. Yeah. So she heard my voice. <laughs> Mumbling <laughs> all through the fucking song, the whole song. Me just making shit up, singing out of tune, just going off like I don't singing, whatever this song is. And then this awful note that I'd sung. And she, she got off stage and she wasn't happy. When With she... me, I don't think she really liked me much after that. Oh my god. She's really nice though, but I don't blame her. Like I wouldn't have liked me either. Wow. I know, it was awful. I still I mean I laugh about it now, but at the time I was mortified. Yeah, a part of my heart is like feeling like really like I'm like It's like your worst nightmare, isn't it? I know. It's like I can feel like that how awful it would be. My, my. Now, here's my one chance to get up the bangles and sing. Great. Oh, it's a song I don't know. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'll get up there anyway. Oh, God. Oh, no. That's awful. Mm. It wasn't good. No. And, you know, that's what happens in rock and roll. Sometimes you're at the top of the mountain and other times you're just a loser. <laughs> Oh man, hopefully uh, you're at the top. You've got to laugh though. Yeah, that's a pretty terrible story though. And yeah, you, that was, you, that's really rocked your foundations. That one hasn't it? Well, my heart kind of went into my throat. Into people's fears, doesn't it? Yeah, it went into my heart. Because it would be like that's like awful for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, it's like some of those stories like you think about. Like when I was in grade ten on camp, um, a horse bit me on the boob. Oh, in front my of everyone. Goodness. Yeah. Oh no! So you had the public humiliation coupled, yes, with the pain. Yes, and my the horse bite hurts 
really, yeah. doesn't it? It's it, shocking. Yeah, and the, the worst part too was I was like good friends with this guy and then I had come out of the shower and like the whole class was standing there and they're like, ask her out, ask her out. And I was like, what the fuck? And then he asked me out and I was like, oh, fuck. You know, because you can't say no in front of everyone. Hang on, are we still on the boob story? Yeah, this is the boob story. This is the background to the boob story. So this is what happened. And then because then we were going out, we had to do the horses together because that's, you know, and um, he was doing up the saddle thing and I was like, ugh. This is a ridiculous situation I've gotten myself into, and then the horse turned around and bit me, and I'm like, "Oh, so he can't, he he was too hard on the girth, you know? Yeah, maybe. Is that what it's called? Is that the girth underneath there? You strap that up there? I feel like that. Yeah, that sounds like it. And then maybe. the horse went ouch and bit your boob. Yeah, turned around and went. You know what, lady? Fuck you. What sort of a boyfriend's he? Wow, we hadn't even gone anywhere near boobs <laughs> at that stage, so he didn't know what to do, and I was pissed. I was like. But, yeah, that would have really hurt. Did it leave a mark? Yeah, for years. I had a scar for years. Like, wow, you poor thing. Top, yeah, it was fine, though. I was like, oh. it was a good story to tell people. I'm glad you shared that story after yeah. mine. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like, and I sometimes think about that story and I cringe, like, just, you know, you're walking to work or something, you're like, oh, God, why? <laughs> Something, it's the smell of horse manure. Oh, that's right. That oh. happened, see? See how these memories can just pop up? Yeah, they just make you want to collapse yeah, in the street. Yeah, it's the collage like, of our lives, Sally. Yes. That, that make us who we are. Yes, absolutely. It just, it's horrendous sometimes. Are you smoking? No. Okay. Why, are you? No, I no, I don't smoke. I vape. So I was going to be like, if you're smoking, oh, I'm you're a vape. vaping person. Apparently you can pimp your vape now. Really? Yeah, like people pimp them up and make them like massive plumes of smoke. Have you seen that? Yeah. I, got... I saw a guy walking up the street the other day and it looked like he was in a cloud. <laughs> Mine... It was like a scene from Monkey Magic, you know? <laughs> I used to love that. That was a great show. Sandy, Sandy and Pixie. Yes, that was a and great show. And Tripitaka. Yes. And that... <laughs> that kind of thing where he got the cloud yeah yeah this is this is essentially yeah. what i am doing um okay no but i'm not doing it i was just going to say if you were smoking then I will, I will vape as well but if you're not smoking then i'll just pretend no i didn't say that you can you can vape though oh no it's fine someone called it a douche flute the other day and i was like oh. <laughs> the douche flute yeah and i was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> i was oh, like, I like oh. that but yeah, no, that's no, it's not. You know, like yeah. So no, it's not. Yeah, cool. you are. <laughs> <laughs> so will I see you up in Brisbane in October? Yes. Something about maybe bringing the tomboy show. Yes. To some other places. Yes. Um, because we had a good couple of shows down here in Hobart. Um, some funny instances and stories and things um but i think i'll be coming up there for the um inaugural australian women music awards which yeah. will be good in october which is great um so yeah so I, I i'm assuming that the nominees will be announced at some stage um which will be really exciting um to have a award show dedicated to you know the achievements of women in the music industry which, yes. you know, is a great thing. Is that, uh, yeah. like, who, who do you think will be nominated? Oh, I don't know. I mean, if I look at 
artists who have, you know, really exploded globally. I'd probably say Tash Sultana is a, a, a young artist who, you know, I remember seeing play when she was 15 just and I thought oh she's got something and she's done really well and Courtney Barnett Jen oh. Cloer I mean her latest record's fantastic yeah um I think you know Kate Miller Heike's done that great music um for Muriel the um stage show um so yeah it'll be interesting to see um and hopefully, one of my all-time favourites, Jenny Morris, will be there because I adore her. Jenny Morris. Um, yeah, she's she's lovely, and she's very heavily involved in, um, you know, the music industry and, um, um, you know, uh, I think with APRA and things like that. And yeah, she's a she's a great lady. I like her a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, it'd be a nice chance to catch up with, um, you know, lots of people from through the years hopefully yeah i you know i love kate Millhike. we used to go around yeah. when she was performing at bowls clubs um oh yeah in brisbane yeah she's from brizzy right yeah so yeah, we, used yeah. To, we used to follow her around uh, not yeah. like creepily um but just wherever she was performing we'd go and have some drinks and stuff and yeah, yeah. and she's great like yeah she's really talented god yeah um, yeah that's good yeah um so yeah um and you have a new album coming out, is this true? I do. I've got a, a single that I'll be hopefully releasing in spring this year, mm-hmm. and that'll be the first song from the new album. It's called Closer to the Truth, mm-hmm. um, and the song is, um, yeah, so I'm sort of writing and part recording the album at the moment, so yeah, hopefully get the single out. Um, I'm doing an interesting music video for it down here mm-hmm. with a friend of mine, Stephen Harwin, who does drone mapping. Um, Ooh, using okay. drones yeah. and so he's got some really incredible um footage and techniques of 3d imagery and stuff like that that he uses in his work and he's a really old friend of mine so yeah it's been really nice to reconnect with people you know back here in hobart yeah that's cool which is yeah it's great great town to be there's some really good local music happening down here there's a band called iwa um and yeah, they're, they're uh, and the Vision of Paradise, I think the band are called. Um, and yeah, they're fantastic. Um, Emma, who's up the front, female fronted four piece band. Um, I saw them play at Dark Mofo this year, and they were brilliant. Um, I also saw Laurie Anderson perform, um, and I couldn't believe that I could literally walk out of my house and go down and see Laurie Anderson and St Vincent just like literally the walking distance of my house. And I've got to say, St. Vincent blew my mind as a live performer. I was so in awe. I mean, she had like eight guitars that she's designed to be sort of ergonomic for female players. So they're sort of smaller. um, And she just played amazingly and performed incredibly. And, yeah, it was really inspiring. So... Yeah, it's really cool that all this awesome stuff is happening down here. You've had Dark Mofo. One of my friends goes down for that every year. Oh, it's a wonderful festival. Yeah. yeah it's really, really great. The whole um, town just changes. Like thousands of people are out for three weeks over winter just going to, you know, feasting and seeing art and, you know, they've got kid-friendly events and heaps of music and, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it sounds incredible. 
I'm yeah, have to, I have cool. to do it. Yeah, yeah, you must. And, I mean, I suppose it's a matter of, you know, just go and join their mailing list so that when the tickets go on sale next year, because a lot of the shows sell out quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. I've kept you for an hour and a half. <laughs> we haven't really kept me. It's been it's been a nice conversation. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Chatting isn't... with me again. <laughs> no, I'll still yeah. I'll still keep talking because I mean I have like a thousand things to say. But yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure that we'll we have to actually meet in person. Yeah, that would yeah. be fun and cool. It would be good. Yeah. Um, so October is when I'll be up. Yeah, that's not that long away. No, no, it's not that long at all. Um, you should do definitely do a tour. Okay. Or at least right. come to a backyard of somebody I know and do a tour there. Okay, like a, a house show. Yeah. House Are you? Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. That would be really fun. Do you reckon we could organise a house concert? I think so. Okay. I, I definitely believe that would be... Uh, <laughs> well, that would be really enjoyable for me. That would be terrific, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Let's do that. All right. Um, okay, well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, well, I'm going to send... Correspondence. Yeah, we do correspond, don't we? We do correspond. Yeah. Yes, I enjoy corresponding. I think. I think tech- You're a correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I write my big Bromby letters. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't received a letter. No, I don't know. I don't know where you live. Um, and I probably wouldn't send it. Um, I would just text you using yeah, emojis. It's a bit easier. It is. It's faster. Yeah, um, and especially when you get you sort of. Um, all your emojis lined up in your texts. Yes. They sort of say all you really need to say. That's right. I like trying to fit it all in to yeah. a couple yeah. of emojis. Yeah, you're a good user of emoji yeah. in your correspondence. Well, that's because I do social media and I have to, yeah. I do it, yeah, I do it all day long. Well, look at shows, you know. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Just my job, just coming out. Yeah, it's yeah. just your job, you know. It's just yeah. what you do. It's yeah. how you roll. That's how I roll, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't mean to be so cool, but it just happens, so... <laughs> Douche flute, yeah. So I'm like, mm. you're. A I call it a punce pipe before I call it a douche flute. <laughs> oh, a it's so pipe. it's like the best thing um, that for me. Um, That's good because yeah. were you a smoker before that? Yeah, uh, um, I, yeah, I did, and I really liked it. Um, I don't I think it was obviously an addiction, um, but then I I got my douche flute or my punce pipe, and. Um, <laughs> And I haven't, no, I haven't smoked, and I would never smoke again, so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's great, and I'm happy to be Good, well, I'm glad you enjoy vaping, glad, glad you could use this as a forum to express your enjoyment. <laughs> I can't believe I just sat and said to you, like, yeah, so it's great, vaping is great, um, no. Well, you, you are, so for anyone out there, yeah. you know, who's thinking about giving up cigarettes, maybe you should just not do either. <laughs> Yeah, wow, burn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do you have, like, flavours? Yeah, I really like fruity flavours. Do you like fruity teas? Yes, I like fruity everything. See, there's a bit of polarisation that goes on with fruity tea. Some people like them, some people don't. When I have people come out of the studio, do you like a fruity tea? Yep, like fruity tea. (laughs) Well, I've got fruity tea. Do you not? Oh, no, I can't do fruity tea. (laughs) And then, um, 
you know, do you know that Rui Boss gives you constipation? Now, this is something that you need to know if you're out there listening and you think, yep, I'll just have Rui Boss. Right? There's 100 million people listening, so someone's going to have it. Well, yeah, yeah, there's going to be quite a few thousand out there, Rui Boss drinkers. Yeah. And now, I mean, it may not have the same effect on you, but my mum first drew my attention to this. <laughs> And then I tried this and realised, yes, in fact, it does. Wow. Mm. And coupled with that minge thing you had, like, you're pretty much up shit that, creek. Like, oh, that minge thing. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah, painful. Pain. See, that yeah. coupled with Rui Boss, you're, yeah. you just, you're nowhere. You've got to get <laughs> treatment for all of it. Yeah, I'm surprised you've got time to talk. So. Oh, I don't <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to let you go so you can, like... Great chatting to you. It's great chatting with you. Yay. I feel like we're kind of friends now. Yeah, um, we've, we've sort of entered the zone, haven't we? I feel like we have entered the zone, and I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, that's I'm, good. I'm going to send you my um my music body thing. Please take note that I did it late at night, so... I will really enjoy seeing Pat Benatar in your left leg. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Pat squeezed into her leg before. But. It, it might be a it might be a right leg, I think. I mean, I'm oh, okay. bad with my left and right. The other left. Um, yeah, so I'll send it to you right now. And okay, thank you. And if you want to send me that ye old time pic, I would not hate that. Right. Yes, I might have to think about that. <laughs> I'll try and find a photo. I'll, I'll send. I might send you the photo of me with a permanent balance jumper. Oh, that! That that's pretty tragic. I feel like I would love that. I'll try and find a terrible All one. Right. Of well, me. Once I receive yours, you might get something back unexpected. <laughs> All right. Well, I will. I will hold my breath, waiting. Okay. Good. All right. All right. Take care. <laughs> See you. Have a good night. Yeah. You too, Sally. Okay. Bye. 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 Hey guys, you still with us? Oh, what? <laughs> that was a long one. Life with you or the interview? <laughs> the interview was great though. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, what was your favourite bit? Okay, I don't listen to the... No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to the interviews. <laughs> Yeah, because you kind of look like you didn't then. And I'm like, yeah, I know you listened to it. What was your favourite bit? When she sang Anchor? Yeah, totally. If that was me, I'd be forcing her to sing Anchor as well. Because it, like, even when I thought in my head, you know, like, oh, maybe we could just sing that whole album together. I'm like, that would be torturous for her, listening to me. Well, especially because she'd have a gun to her head. (laughs) Giving a rendition of her album to her. She'd just be like, beep, 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 beep. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you are going to have a house party. Holy shit balls! What if, what if it's like Celine and I weep? That's okay. I'll just keep it keep it together. No, you can't keep it together. <laughs> I'm pretty good at keeping it together. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to talk about carols? No, because I can see it on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's got a carol shirt on. You know, the great thing about wearing a Carol shirt. Although I just think, why would you think a woman named Carol would wear a shirt with Carol on it? Well, this is the thing. This is one of the great things about wearing this shirt is the chuggers in the mall. Oh, hey, Carol. And then also, oh, it's a good way not to forget your name. 
Um, I'm like, get away from me. Um, but also, um, at least people aren't calling me Mustang because everyone says to me, <laughs> do people call you Mustang? <laughs> and I'm like, not twice. <laughs> um, um, great yeah. line. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> um. Thanks, Sarah. Anyway, see you next week. See you next week.